into another brand new episode of Cycle Talk SA. I'm Brad Brown, your host once again this week. Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to this weekly podcast aimed specifically uh, at the South African Cycling Fraternity. Uh, we focus on South African cycling. And on this week's show, an interesting interview uh, with TV personality and hip-hop star Proverb. Uh, you may know him from uh, Idol South Africa. He's the host, uh, also a multi, multi uh, number one single artist. And so, yeah, it's great to have him on the show this week. You might be thinking, hang on a sec, I've got the wrong program. Well, you haven't. Uh, Proverb just rode his first Amashova uh, last weekend, just getting into the sport of cycling. And I wanted to touch base with Pro just to find out how it went. Uh, also, just tell a little bit about Idols as well as the South African music scene, and also what Proverbs' uh, future is uh, when it comes to health and fitness. I can tell you that he has lost one-fifth of his body weight. Uh, 20% of his body weight he has lost just by changing the way he does things, eating, exercising. Phenomenal story. So that's coming up on this week's Cycle Talk essay. I also caught up with uh, Maruska Matia to chat a little bit about the state of South African track cycling. Mariska's on her way to uh, Manchester uh, this coming weekend to uh, participate in a World Cup event. She's actually going to Wales first, uh, that World Cup event happening in the beginning of November. But I caught up with uh, Mariska just to find out uh, how she's going with regards to preparations, also what she had to do to qualify, and also uh, thoughts, well, you know what, maybe, maybe we can try and help with funding a little bit as well. Mariska's really battling. Uh, having to come up with half the funds for this trip, the previous trip she made to the U.S. had to come up with 100% of the money. So, yeah, if you can help Mariska, her details are on the show as well. It would be much, much appreciated. She is a South African champion, multiple South African champion, and flying the flag on the track for South Africa as well. So that's all coming up in this week's show. And don't forget, as always, if you'd like to be in touch with us, you can. You can pop us an email, podcast at cycletalksa.co.za. You can also tweet us at CycleTalkSA. Or alternatively, pop onto our Facebook uh, page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash CycleTalkSA. Enough of me waffling. Let's get straight into our first interview, and it is with Proverbs. Well, this past weekend in Durban was the Amashova, and uh, yeah, I'm really chuffed uh, that our next guest actually rode it. Used to work with him uh, for quite a while at uh, the last radio station I worked at. He is a very well-known face in the South African music industry, the presenter of South African Idol, also a great musician in his own right. Proverb, uh, welcome onto the show. Thanks for chatting to us today, mate. Brad, thank you so much for having me, and thank you so much for that uh, kind intro as well. Pro, you rode Amashova yesterday. Uh, just in a nutshell, how did it go? Look, it went fantastic. And I'll have you know, this was my first attempt at doing something like this. I think the last time I was on a bike, I was maybe 19. Um, but you know what? I, I was so glad I did it. And I definitely want to take up cycling and, and maybe do it again next year. Uh, the long route this time, the, the full length one. Pro, tell me, tell me how you got into the cycling thing. I mean, when, when we were working together, I mean, I've also got a, a bit of a background. I mean, you were quite a, quite a big guy too. I was very overweight. Yeah, I saw you the other day and you've lost tons of weight. Uh, I mean, you've taken on this fitness sort of trip thing in a, in a big way, haven't you? Look, it's, it's one of those things. You either go fully in or you don't. So um, I weighed in at about 102 um, two years ago. 
you know, I got on a scale one day, saw it, and you know what? I, I was just unhappy with this, man. Not to mention with everything you do, you know, the, the, the shoes, the TV shows. You know, it's, it's always a thing trying to get you to fit into a suit. And this. So I was just uncomfortable, awkward, uncomfortable, unhappy. And I decided to just prioritize my health. And uh, you know what? That's probably the best decision I've made for, for myself and my life. You said you weighed in at 102. What, what's the scale clocking at now? No, now listen, now I range between 80 kgs and uh, 81 after a terrible weekend. Dude, that is amazing. 20 kgs, that's like that's like 20% of your body weight that you've lost. That's fantastic. I have never thought about it in percentage. As you say, yeah, that is 20%, isn't it? But uh, yeah, look, the thing is not to, to keep it off and just to, to lead a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, without a doubt. And 20 kgs, bro, that, that's, a, that's a Jonas brother. <laughs> and bro, tell me, I mean, you, you mentioned it was your first cycle race uh, and you, you, you rode when you were 19 last. I mean, did you enjoy it? Tell us how, how it went. I mean, what, what was the vibe like and, and the crowds and that sort of thing? You know what? The, the vibe, honestly, is, is fantastic, Brad. And, and because it's not just, you know, uh, seasoned pros that are riding it, but because, you know, there's personalities, there's friends, there's families, there's kids, toddlers, uh, you know what I mean? There's, there's veterans. So, so it makes for such a wonderful atmosphere. There isn't too much pressure. You know, it's not like we're trying to win, but more trying to sort of uh, conquer, conquer it and complete it. And there's no feeling, Brad, I tell you, like uh, seeing the finish line and uh, getting a medal. So I, I, I loved it so much. Very fulfilling. So glad I did it. Yeah, it is cool. And, and you rode as part of like a, a media sort of celeb team. There were quite a few of you guys doing it. Who else was there? Uh, you know what? We had uh, Vanessa Marawa of, uh, of Vuma FM. Uh, Chef Benny of uh, the Master Chef fame also came out and rode with us. And there were a few uh, local personalities as well who made our, our KZN contingent. And let me tell you, man, it, it was a fantastic vibe. Uh, Gareth also from, uh, from ENCA also came through, um, as well as the Graham Watkins of the Graham Watkins Project. So, yeah, it, it was honestly just a fantastic vibe, different personalities. We got to hang out. We all enjoyed the race. Awesome, man. It, it sounds like it was, it was a good day out. And, and, Pro, tell us a little bit about uh, the Idols journey still going strong. Idols is also going very well. This is, uh, this is my fourth season, uh, second year co-producing it. We are at the top eight phase uh, at the moment. In fact, last night we had the top eight performance show. So, uh, yeah, I think the judges have a tough job this year, as well as the voters, by the way, who completely hold the power right now. Um, so just because the, the talent is substantially higher this year. So, uh, yeah, it's, we'll see how it pans out. It's definitely going to be a fantastic season. Pro Idols is an interesting one. I mean, you mentioned the Graham Watkins project. Graham came through through the Idols channels as well, and he set himself up quite nice. He didn't win the competition, but it's a it's a great way for for musos to get a, a foot in the door in the music industry in South Africa because it's not an easy industry to break into, is it? Look, it definitely is. Look, Idols is an incredible platform. I mean, you, you know, it's 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 on Mnet, it's on Namzanzi Magic, it's uh, on you know the Prem, it's a flagship show. So it enjoys tremendous viewership. Now, a lot of A&Rs from record companies use that to sort of gauge and to, and to look for new talent, you know. Uh, but the key, uh, Brett, as you, as, you, as you know, is to, is to use it, you know, which is why I applaud uh, a lot of the contestants who don't necessarily win, but go on to have long careers because they recognize uh, the platform that it is, you know. Yeah. So uh, that's like Graham Watkins, as you say, uh, guys like uh, Lloyd Fele, 
who who didn't win but have gone on to to really have long sustainable careers. Yeah, bro. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. Idols is a, is all it is is a platform. You still need to work hard. It's like any career you choose. Music, you you probably end up working harder than most people think. It's really glamorous, but but Idols just yeah. gives you a, a step up and gives you a chance to 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 sort of really do well. And and there've been Idols winners in the past that thought that you know what, this is it. They've made it, and nothing's happened for them. Whereas you look at guys who who like you mentioned, like Lloyd and, and Graham. Those those are, are two of the hardest working uh, guys in the industry, and and they get in the results because of it you know Brad what's what's uh, not widely understood by is that uh, idols our job and our mandate is to produce a fantastic top-end TV show right the onus is on the contestants to create a career off of it we're not in the business of creating careers we find the star you know, uh, but our job is to create a TV show. The minute we've handed you the prize package and your win and the confetti has not settled, our, the very next day, we will on the next season. You know what I mean? So thereafter, it's not to you to use that platform uh, to say, how can I then run with this and best maximize? Yeah, yeah, and and and, bro, you you speak from experience. I mean, you're a muso as well, and and one of the hardworking ones too. It's taken it's taken a long while to get where you are as a as a musician. Yeah, look, we had to rough it out, man. We didn't have um, platforms like SA Idols. Actually, it's not even hip hop uh, in my day. So we had to, you know, pay dues, do the groundwork. But now a lot of that groundwork can be covered in a shorter space of time because of platforms like SA Idols. And I really challenge. Uh, hopefuls to 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 recognize the platform that it is, and to really make full full use of it. You know, like 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 plenty have, but unfortunately, um, there's also many who haven't. And sit back and say, well, now that I'm popular, uh, now that I have recognizable face, I can sit back, relax, and wait for the phone calls to come in. And as you know, with uh, with showbiz in general, it doesn't work that way. You have to put in the groundwork. Yeah, it's it's actually quite funny you say that because uh, a lot of a lot of musos as well uh, sort of write off idols as a platform and think, oh, it's the easy way out. And you know what? As a muso, I think you 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 silly to to discount even entering the competition because it is a great way to to get out there and get people to know who you are, and then you can put in the hard graft when you've got a bit of help. In fact, I feel like you know the hard work begins uh, the minute you have a career you're trying to build. So the minute you walk off that show or any other platform for that matter, the work only begins when you leave the show, you know? Being a recognizable face is only sort of the business card that you have. Now you have to work, you know, a network, you have to get known, get your material out there, your studio, make sure you've got singles, you're visible at events, uh, gigs, shows. Everyone thinks you become, you know, you become wealthy and successful overnight just by virtue of being a recognizable face. And you know, two do not correlate at all. Being recognizable is one thing. Uh, you know, using that as as a as a selling point to create business is is a yeah. I've never gone into a supermarket and had someone recognize me and they said, you know what, cool, you can do your shopping for free because we know your face. It's, it's hard. <laughs> exactly, Brad. Exactly. You understand this. It's hard work that pays the bills. Pro, I'm so chuffed that you're on this, this health and fitness vibe. You, you're doing amazing things in your career. Uh, everything just seems to be falling in place for you. You're one of the, the squeaky clean dudes in the industry. I, I love seeing you on TV and hear you sing and uh, I think you're doing amazing things. Keep up the fitness vibe too and, and stay in touch, mate. I'd love to hear sort of what's on the cards next for you from a 
fitness perspective and in particular from a cycling perspective. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed your first experience in a race on a bike and, and hopefully we'll see you at many, many more races. Brad, listen, thank you so much uh, for chatting to me. And listen, you're one of the people I idolize as well, also because you turned your life around and chose the fitness route. Um, and I'm hoping that one of these days you and I can, uh, can run into each other on the open road on our bikes uh, and uh, motivate each other to keep going. So thank you so much. Dude, sounds epic. I look forward to it. Well, this week on the show, uh, we're chatting track cycling. And uh, an absolute pleasure to welcome on this week, Mariska Matia. Mariska, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. Yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Mariska, you, you're sitting uh, at the moment where you've got a big competition coming up in a couple of weeks. And you, you're a bit under the weather. You, you're a bit fluey. You're not feeling well. Yes, this week has uh, been quite hectic, um, you know, trying to um, do a day job and, and trying to do a training camp at the same time <laughs> and, um, yeah, trying to get everything ready to uh, depart on Sunday. Um, so I think uh, this morning when I woke up, my body was just, you know, <laughs> it was just shutting down. Shame, man. Mariska, you say you're departing Sunday. Uh, let's talk about what you're going to do. And then if you don't mind, I'd like to just go back and find out how you got into track cycling and that sort of thing. But you, you're heading to the UK. Uh, it's the first of three World Cup events that are taking, or the first one's taking place in Manchester uh, that you've qualified to, to race into. We'll talk about the qualification as well, because I know you had to go to the States and you qualified uh, by, by getting some points there as well. Uh, but tell us a little bit about this trip. You've got a bit of a training camp coming up and then the actual race that's taking place in the beginning of November. Yes, uh, we're departing from um, Cape Town um, on Sunday. Um, we've got um, this week um, all the guys, uh, or most of the guys in the national team has been training together. Um, so we leave on Sunday to go to Wales, Newport. Um, we'll be um, riding or doing a training camp there for 12 days. Um, it's basically just to get your speed up on the wooden boards, you know, um, all the tracks in South Africa is cement tracks and wooden track is, it feels a lot different and it's faster. So you have to get used to racing on wood. Um, so that from there on, we fly over to Manchester and then we compete, um, in the World Cup from one to three, uh, November. As, as far as Team South Africa goes, how many, how many cyclists are going over to race? It's nine of us going over. Okay. So there's nine, nine of you in total that, that are racing. And then just yes, talk, yes. talk to me a little bit about the qualification process for, for being able to race in these World Cup events. Okay. Um, first of all, if you're doing individual events, you have to um, qualify a certain, certain amount of points to, um, to, to qualify for the World Cup. Um, you get that through um, riding your national champs, um, riding um, UCI events that's got UCI levels, and then also like international Grand Prix. Um, you, it's, um, it's not everything, um, the same criteria. So in sprinting, there's different criteriums that you have to have certain points to qualify. And then there's, um, for non-Olympic events, there's, um, a less amount of points that you need to qualify. And then for the Olympic events, um, you need quite a bit of points to qualify. Okay. And, and for, for the events that you're taking part in, I mean, you, you've had to go over to the States. You, you've actually just returned from America. Uh, trying to trying yes. to pick up some points there as well. Tell us a little bit about your your qualification in in, in like specifically. What did you have to do to qualify? Um, I went to the states um, 
with, um, yeah, one thing in mind is to get enough UCI points. There was two races in the five weeks that I was there, um, two UCI races. Uh, so basically when you win a race, um, there you get 30 points. Um, it was a category three, um, level. So, um, you know, Grand Prix, international Grand Prix would be a cat two and the World Cup would be a cat one. Um, so that racing that I did was cat three racing. Um, so yes, I got, um, a total, I got third in the scratch race. Um, I got a second in the Kirin and then, um, I got a se- seventh in the Kirin and I've got a fourth in a point race. So they gave me enough points to qualify for this upcoming World Cup. Okay. That's, that's, uh, fantastic. And, and as far as sort of your, your, history and getting into track cycling if if i recall i mean i was just doing a bit of research on you you started uh cycling in 2004 so you're almost into your 10th year uh how did you get into the sport initially yes um well i got into the sport uh, my dad took me to go watch uh tri-nation cycling um and it's it's normally an event um that they host the friday evening before the august um here in cape town um, it's basically then Australia, Germany, and South Africa racing against each other. Um, so I went the Friday evening, um, and I saw this racing and I was, I just told my dad, you know, it, it looks very fierce. It looks, uh, very competitive and I love the speed and I want to get involved. And, um, yeah, since then it was, you know, it, um, it was quite a, like it was 10 years ago, but I didn't actually just start into, um, into like track racing. Um, but I, I, there's the, um, the interest was definitely planted and, and I got to, to know track cycling more. Mariska, it's quite interesting. You, you mentioned the, the, the Cape Argus Pick and Pay Cycle Tour. And, and I mean, that's the largest time cycling event in the world. Uh, up in Joburg, there's the Momentum 94.7 Cycle Challenge, which is coming up soon. So as far as cycling goes, I mean, cycling in South Africa is a, is a big, big sport. But track is, is, is quite a small aspect to it. There, there aren't that many track cyclists really, really racing hard in South Africa compared if you look at the fun riders and, and the road and mountain bike and that sort of thing. Yes, um, it's quite a concerning factor um, at the moment. You know, um, if you look at um, you know countries like Great Britain, Australia, New Zealand, where um, I I got the privilege of meeting a lot of guys um, in the states when I was there. You know, um, their whole foundation when you start cycling, everything happens on the track. You know, um, they don't have like we do this fun ride. You know, every weekend you go somewhere, then you see a fun ride, and you know you, they don't have the night like. Um, races like 94.7 in August. They don't, they don't have that, but they've got the, um, the infrastructure from, you know, coming up from track and breeding those professional cyclists. Um, where in South Africa, I think we're just a complete turnaround. We, um, you know, we've got a lot, a lot of cyclists in South Africa, but a lot of fun riders and not elite level cyclists. And, um, you know, I wish track, I only heard the stories about the 1970s, 1980s, 1990s, where track was big. Um, and I wish we can get track on that level again. Um, I don't know what happened in the 10 years, 15 years, 20 years space. Um, I just, I just wish we can get that, um, you know, level up and, um, you know, that interest back into track cycling. I think if the interest is there, then the athletes would, would also be interested in racing track. Yeah, because I mean, track is track is such an amazing sport to watch. I mean, it's it, where if you look at those big fun rides, they're not really spectator sports. I mean, the, the guys come past so fast. Whereas track, it's in a confined space, so you can sit and watch. 
and, and it's just really exciting to watch. You mentioned the different races, the scratch, the carrying, and all of that sort of thing. And, and there are lots of nuances to it. I love track cycling. But one thing, and, and I think you alluded to it, is one of the problems in South African cycling is we're not producing world-class track cyclists because that's essentially, as an elite cyclist, where you learn the tactics, you, you learn how to race, uh, you, you get a lot of your speed off, off the track as well, and then you can take those skills that you've learned and mastered on the track and put them on the road. Yeah. Whereas at the moment, we, we sort of trying to produce road cyclists and, and, and sort of almost expecting people to have those, those sort of skills, the, 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 the techniques and, 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 and the, the skills that, that they yeah. should have learned on the track that they're, not, that, they, that they're not actually producing on the road either. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, trackers, um, there's no, I would on, almost want to say, incentive to get into track cycling. Like, there's no one, um, you know, we try to um, get development programs running, um, you know, for kids to um, get out of their schools and, you know, try out track in a safe environment. Um, you know, but at the moment, um, you know, there's no incentive, there's no um you know, in mountain biking, um, the late Boris Thunder, you know, um, everybody was looking up to him, you know, um, everybody wanted to get into mountain biking. Um, at the moment, there's no, no one in the track that, you know, that kids are saying, like, we want to be that person, you know, we want to get in, involved with track biking. And, um, yeah, and I think um, also, you know, sponsors-wise, you know, as soon as, even if the guys um, ride track when they're 14, 15, 16 years old, they just go away immediately because there's absolutely no money in track. You, um, there's more money in road and mountain biking than in track. So um, even if even if the youngsters start out in track, they when they're 16, they just go over to road or mountain biking. Yeah, it is, it is such a difficult one, though, and it's, it, it's tough. And, and you mentioned something there that I had actually never thought of, and it, it's actually such a great thing. You talk about the safety. I mean, for anybody with kids, you, you worry about your kids on, on the road and will they be okay. Track is exactly that. It's a, it's a non-threatening, safe place for your kids to ride their bikes and, and learn the skills they need to do or, or know to, in order to, to yeah. race on the road. Definitely. I mean, there's no cars riding. You know, you can, um, we are very fortunate in Cape Town with Balva Velodrome. You know, you can, um, um, when it's available, you can ride in when it's raining, when it's storming, you know, and, um, yeah, and it's, it's very, very safe. Um, the only thing that scares, um, the kids the most is, you know, the embankment because it's so steep. Yeah. But, you know, once they get on it, um, you know, it's really like, you just have to then the skills come into play, you know, when you more, you do it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, the kids would just love it. And I see now with a couple of development programs that we um, are trying to get up now, the kids are really enjoying it. And the fathers and mothers, the parents, everybody is just happy because, you know, there's no, um, there's no traffic. They can just literally, you know, watch their kids riding their bike. Yeah, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. And then, Mariska, you, you mentioned the different races that you're involved in. I think a lot of people who cycle, and in particular fun riders, they see sort of track cycling, and they're not really sure of how it works. But once you've sort of learned the, the, the techniques and, 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 and that as a, as a spectator, it's really exciting to watch. Can you explain, like just briefly, and, and just really dumb it down for someone like me with regards to, to the scratch race? What is the scratch race about? Okay. A scratch, scratch race is basically a straightforward race. 
Um, it is, um, you know, the first person across, who crosses the line first wins the race. Um, it's, it varies in distances from uh, 7.5 kilometers um, up into uh, 20 kilometers. So, um, yeah, it's basically the first person across the line wins the race. Okay, and then the other race that you're involved in, can you can you explain that to us as well? Uh, the Kirin is more of a, um, a sprinter's event. Um, so it's the motorbike which sits on the front um, for uh, five, five and a half, half laps. And then um, the motorbike will pull off um, around about 60 kilometers an hour. And then um, the guys would fight it out with two and a half laps to go. Um, you know, they would sprint it out. And it's more of a, a sprinter's event. It's definitely, you get you get speeds up to 70 plus kilometers an hour. I mean, that's, that's serious, serious power. Because a lot of people see that and they see the motorbike and they go, what is happening here? But it's basically just to help get the riders up to speed. The bike pulls off and then it's a free-for-all. Yes, yes. It's very tactical as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and let's talk about that, that Belleville Velodrome. I mean, for people who are in Cape Town, I'm actually, to be honest, I mean, I'm up in Joburg. I don't even know where, where my closest sort of track is where people can cycle. But but in Cape Town, you guys do have that wonderful facility. If, if somebody's listening to this and perhaps they've got kids or perhaps they want to get involved in track cycling, how can they can they go about getting in touch with perhaps a, a club down there in, in Belleville to find out more? Yes, um, the Kinetic um, Club is very involved um, with the track cycling and with the development. Um, and you guys can also go on to my website, uh, marushka.ca.za, um, and you, um, anybody can send me an email, and I'll, I'll literally I'll put them in touch with anybody um, who would um, run the development programs. Um, and you know, even if you just pop around the track um, at the Belva Velodrome, you just around there. There's mostly cyclists um, racing, and then you just ask around. Um, a lot of the folks are very, very friendly. Um, but yeah, um, the Kinetic Club, and um, yeah, you can just uh, pop me an email. Um, to, to get the particulars, uh, the phone number. Riska, one of the things too, I mean, you, you mentioned all this travel to the States uh, and now you're heading to the UK as well for, for this next event. There's not many sponsors in track cycling in South Africa, unfortunately. You guys are, are getting a little bit of support from Cycling South Africa, but you've got to fund a lot of this trip yourself. I mean, that must be pretty difficult for you. Yes, it's uh, very, very difficult. You know, um, America was absolutely self-funded. Um, you know, um, I I have um, a sponsor at the moment in Telebus, um, which they're not a bit, very big sponsor, um, but they um involved in... And, um, they gave me some of the money to go to America, but I had to save up a lot of money to go. Um, and uh, generous people um, from uh, the Hub SA also donated money for me to go to America. Um, and then, yeah, um, coming back, you know, going to um, going to the UK again. This trip, CSA is paying half of it, which um, I think we are very grateful for. But again, you know, it's it's been just over a month since I came back from America, and I have to just give out money or get money again to um, to give out to go to another camp um, and another international competition. So it's it's very hard. Um, you know, I'm I'm really struggling to get sponsors um, to sponsor me. And, um, yeah, I'm really looking for sponsors. Cool, Mariska. Well, what I'll do is I'll pop your details uh, up on, on our Facebook and Twitter and that sort of thing. So if people want to perhaps get in touch and, and try and sponsor you for that trip, I, I know you're doing great stuff and you're working really hard and it must be difficult because you work full-time as well. Then you need to train and try and compete at the top level too. It can't be easy having to fund yourself. So, yeah, I'll pop those details up as well if that's cool. Yes, 
that would be awesome. Very much appreciated. Thanks. Uh, and then, yeah, I want to wish you all the well on your on your travels heading to the UK this weekend. Best of luck, and we'll be be screaming for you, and and hope you can can get the results you you're hoping for. Thanks a lot, Brad. <laughs> And that's about a wrap for this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. How inspirational is that uh, proverb journey? 20 kilograms, man, alive. That's fantastic. One-fifth of his body weight gone. Uh, and, yeah, just amazing, amazing guy, really down to earth and, and just doing amazing things in the South African music and television industry as well. So uh, thanks for your time today, Pro. I know you're really busy with idols uh, heading into the final stages. And then also to Marushka Matia, thank you so much for your time too. Uh, I know you're heading off to the UK and uh, hopefully you can get rid of that bug before you head over. Uh, and uh, do South Africa proud. We really, really are chuffed that you're doing so well on the international stage as well. As always, if you want to be in touch, podcast at CycleTalkSA. You can tweet us at CycleTalkSA or you could pop onto the Facebook page. It is facebook.com forward slash CycleTalkSA. As I always do on this program, if uh, you listen to it through the iTunes platform, if I could ask you a huge favor, if you wouldn't mind just taking a few seconds uh, and leaving us a star review and if you would be so kind, a rating as well, uh, just so that other people can find this podcast too. Uh, we're going along very, very nicely, getting quite a few uh, reviews and ratings. Obviously, the more we get, the better it is. Uh, that's the way iTunes ranks it. So if you wouldn't mind just taking a couple of seconds out of your day to do that for us. Uh, we work really hard at putting these programs together, and if you do enjoy them, I would really appreciate it if you could help us uh, do that and spread the word. So that's about it for this week. Until next week, have yourself a brilliant one. I hope the training's going well, and we'll definitely chat soon. Cheers. <laughs>